This podcast is brought to you with limited interruption by Rudy Luther Toyota. Whether looking for an exciting brand new Toyota, a certified pre-owned vehicle, or getting quality routine maintenance and service for your vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota is the place to go. Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Subscribe to the podcast Beyond Politics. They host some of the biggest names and smartest minds. Beyond Politics is from a former Democratic congressman who helped ignite Barack Obama's campaign and a former campaign manager and political columnist. They go beyond the usual chatter on politics, news, science, and books. It's politics and everything beyond. On Beyond Politics, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Broadcasting live on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and in the evenings on WCPT 820 Chicago's Progressive Talk. It is the Matt McNeil Show for your Wednesday. Good to be with you. Happy Valentine's Day. It's VD. That's right. I hope you have the best VD you possibly can have. Uh, We got Jeff Stein. You know, nothing screams VD more than Jeff Stein. (laughs) Ha! No one can tell him I said that. No one don't know. No bad, bad listener. No, don't tell him I said that. Uh, Jeff Stein will join us to talk politics coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Patrick, how are we today? Doing well. Uh, if you do not like snow, this is not a Valentine's Day for well, you. Well, it's not bad out here. It, it, well, it looks like it's going to be down in the Chicago area. It's going to be more rainy snow. Might get a little bit there. I'm going to be north of you. It's hitting the Minneapolis-St. Paul we're supposed to have like a major cross-country ski event, one of the first ones, one of the first world ski events ha- uh, happening in the United States. And of course, th- it's the year Minnesota, Minneapolis doesn't have any freaking snow. So I'm glad to see this. I'm hoping we're getting the, uh, they're saying three to four inches today. So that's not bad. Hopefully it's not going to be too bad for you. I do hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day and it is Ash Wednesday. So, you know. Make sure before you make sure that final list of what you're going to give up for for Lent, you know, double check it. It is Valentine's Day. You know, you you want to be careful with that. Uh, uh, it, yeah, yeah. Just it's it's kind of sometimes interesting how those things kind of carry over and piggyback on each other. Hey, a big thank you to everyone last night. We had a, a listener event up here in the Twin Cities. Just great fun. It was great to see everybody out there. I had a great time. Uh, I'm I'm going to go down to Chicago here. I'm going to be going down to Chicago, uh, and I, I'm I'll, maybe we'll have to try to do something where I can meet some of the people down in, in the Chicago metro. Uh, but I'm going to be down there in April, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to try to figure out something here. We'll have to try to figure out something here, because I, I just love that. It's, it's always great meeting listeners and hanging out with you guys, and that's what we did last night. Uh, I hope it was, uh, you know, I hope everyone had a good time out there. Uh, we do have listener appreciation stuff. I got to talk about, uh, with the mothership up here in Minneapolis, St. Paul coming up in the four o'clock hour, but we'll save that for then. But right now I I do want to get into, uh, what apparently is some breaking news. Oh, this is not good. Uh, a shooting at the end of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade left at least eight injured while suffering, sending terrified fans running for cover. Fire Department Battalion Chief Michael Hopkins said eight to ten people were injured but declined further comment, saying only that additional information will be released soon. Police said the news release that two people were detained. Fans were urged to exit the area as quickly as possible. Kansas City Police said on Twitter that child reunification stations were set up the main entrance of Union Station at 2301 Main Street. Um, 
Police also asked witnesses to the shooting to go to the corner near Union Station. Uh, Ophelio Martinez, 48, said he heard shots fired a couple blocks away 10 or 15 minutes before the gun near the Union Station rally. This is making me nervous, scared, he said. Kevin Sanders, 53, of Lenexa, Kansas, said he heard which sounded like firecrackers and people running back after that initial flurry, calm return, and he didn't think much of it. We were skeptical, he said, but then he said 10 minutes later, ambulances started showing up. Um, it sucks someone had to ruin the celebration. Well, because you, you, you have mentally incompetent people get able to arm themselves like a third world country. And yet let's add another thing to the list of things destroyed by guns in this country. And no, we talked about it yesterday. I talked about it yesterday. The study that's out that says, no, you are nine times more likely to be threatened by a gun than to be have a gun come to the rescue in any capacity. Nine times more likely. And here you have the laundry list of events, church services and 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 um, you know you know, uh, you know you know, school, you know, sporting events, in dance clubs, parades, workplace. The list of events where you cannot escape this curse, this plague, this virus, which has infected our country of gun violence. Because there is some guy right now saying, as much as I don't like the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs parade was ruined, the right of that guy to get as many guns as possible is tantamount to anyone who's bleeding in the streets. That's just what the founding fathers wanted. Shut up, you morons. When we let the stupid of us, the most stupid people in our society dictate how our society operates, well... That's a problem. That is a problem. It absolutely is. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure this is, uh, uh, first of all, hopefully no one has deceased. Uh, hopefully they do have the shooters. They, have, they said, once again, two people are in custody. So hopefully that means that there is, you know, they've, they've got the shooters. But at the same time, yet another, another element of our society, a life that we have, Another element of it destroyed due to gun violence. 952-946-6205. I want to start off by talking about, once again, what happened. Uh, I'll get to the Mayorkas thing here, probably with Stein here a little bit, because I I don't have any idea. I have no idea where the Republicans are going to go with this. But I'll, I'll start with... The George Santos seat in Congress that is no longer uh, within the the realm of the Republican holds. Nope, not anymore. Tom Suozzi, Suozzi, Suozzi. Uh, it was this was a race. I want to make sure you understand. Yesterday, that the narrative of this race in the New York Times, the the New York papers, the national media. This is too close to call. It could go either way. Boy, oh boy! Now, once again, that's actually a bad sign for Republicans, anyway, because uh, some of this Long Island area, the Republicans have held these seats now for a while. And granted, all politics is local. That's something that Jeff, Jeff Stein does say, but. Um, 
you know, it it is one of those things where, and the Santos effect obviously did hurt the Republicans, but this is a, a seat the Republicans have held over the last few election cycles fairly easily. It was a seven-point win for the Democrats. Yeah, And once again, I want to make sure that the narrative yesterday was it's too close to call. Okay, too close to call is two or three points. This was a seven-point win for the Dems. That's not too close to call. Again, once again, the national media is failing us by underestimating, undercounting, underreporting the impact of the Democratic vote. Yes, it's a post-Roe v. Wade world where basically a lot of people have said, you're going to take away my rights, I'm not going to vote for you. But as well, it is, I, I think a large part of this is a very engaged Generation Z. Generation Z scares the crud out of the Republicans. They are overwhelmingly favoring the Democrats, and they vote. And I can tell you, I got three of them in my household, three Generation Zers. And all three of them are, you know, two of them vote regularly. The one basically is like, I can't wait to vote. They want to vote. That's why, as what I mentioned yesterday, there is this clearly a well-funded well, uh, campaign to basically convince these youngins to try to stay home or not, at least not vote for Joe Biden in some capacity. But here you are once again. Now, and once, I will say this, and it does kind of surprise me that this seat has been so reliably Republican lately. It does have part of Queens in it. Uh, Long Island and Queens. But at the same time, it's it's a seven-point Democratic win. And just in regards to the national media, I, I think we just need to accept the point that we are going to have in June the national media going, Joe Biden is flawed and saying nothing about Donald Trump. And in July, it's going to be, Joe Biden is flawed and saying nothing about Donald Trump. And in August, it's going to be, Joe Biden is flawed and they're saying nothing about Donald Trump. And in September, it's going to be, Joe Biden is flawed and they're saying nothing about Donald Trump. And come October, it's going to be, Joe Biden is flawed and Basically, they're going to be saying nothing about Donald Trump. And in November, if Joe Biden wins, which I think will happen, I think what you'll end up having is a, you're going to have a, a narrative of, boy, oh boy, how did this happen? There's no going to be any admonishment from the national media ever about how wrong they've been. Have you ever heard anyone in the national media since the overturning of Roe v. Wade over, what, 20 months ago? Have have you heard of anyone saying, boy, did we get that race wrong? (laughs) No. They did. Well, let me tell you what you missed. like, Like they weren't the ones that were putting out the wrong lines. If Trump wins, God forbid, the first words out of their mouth are going to be, how could somebody as flawed as Donald Trump win again? Boy, was Joe Biden a flawed candidate. That's what they're going to say. Reminder, these news outlets do not have any intention of reporting the news correctly 
if it says Joe Biden's going to win by 10 points because they want the money for the campaign ads to be spent. And if all of a sudden they start saying, well, it looks like Joe Biden's going to win this handily, then all of a sudden it becomes one of these situations where, wait a second here, the, the, the finance department says we're, we're not making as much money as the last election. We're, we're a business at the end of the day. We're a business. We need to make money. So basically, then all of a sudden they bury that. It's it's like Joe Biden is flawed by the, and, and, and in paragraph fourteen of the paper is like. By the way, latest polling shows Joe Biden up by ten. <laughs> it's, it, which yeah, that sort of thing. So no, I I I I'm once again just insanely disappointed in the national media on this because this is just who they are and what they're doing, and it is. It is truly remarkable to me how consistently this is the case. Oh well, it's 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 a it's a toss up. It's a toss up. I think that they could go into the most democratic district in the country and say it's a toss up and the democrat wins by 30. It's like, "Boy, oh boy, who could have seen that coming?" I just I think that that is the new narrative. And even I I've noticed when like 538, they've even gone out of their way to to you know buy out 538 because 538 used to report just the numbers and left the 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 narratives out of the way and well they can't have that so you know basically that's been compromised you don't get anything legitimate from them anymore at least it doesn't seem like it 952-946-6205 take a break come back it's the matt mcneil show It is the Matt McNeil Show on your Wednesday, 952-946-6205. Now, by the way, should be mentioned in this New York race, one of the things that was crazy is the Republican was actually a Democrat running as a Republican. And so even they, once again, all politics is local. So that race has its own local hitches to it. They knew they could not run with someone MAGA. They knew they couldn't run with someone who was, you know, anywhere, shape or form, kind of in the same vein as George, uh, George Santos. So they tried to run a Democrat disguised as a Republican disguised as a Democrat describing dis- disguised as a Republican, and it still didn't work. And by the way, it was an eight-point win. Swozy's eight-point win flipped one of the five House seats. Democrats need to retake the majority in November, giving the party a badly needed a shot of optimism. Okay, I'm going to start there. This is a New York Times story. This is, this is I, I'm going to pick this apart. Giving them a shot of optimism. What are you talking about? Pretty much every special election. I mean, it's not that every special election's gone to the Democrats, but there's been a dramatic shift in every one of them towards the Democratic side. Even races where, what was that Nebraska race they had, where it was like a plus 20 R became like a plus 9 R, which is insane how much that closed out. And so it's it's you know the giving them a shot of optimism. How many? How much of a winning streak do the Democrats need to have before the New York Times reports this? More in the sense of boy, oh boy, you know Democrats keep winning. <laughs> His campaign also provided something that may prove more valuable: a playbook for candidates across the country competing on turf where President Biden and his team remain deeply unpopular. All right. It's New York City and Long Island. I'm not saying he's not, you know, it's not the most popular district for him, but it's not like it's 
the Finger Lakes region of New York, okay? The strategy will go something like this. Challenge Republicans on issues that they usually monopolize, like crime taxes and, above all, immigration. Flash an independent streak and fire up the Democratic base with a tax, in this case, nearly $10 million in ads on the abortion issue and former President Trump, the likely Republican nominee of the White House. It's very interesting lesson to Democrats that you can escape your opponent's attacks on immigration by not only leaning into the issue but doubling down on it, said Steve Israel, a former congressman from the district who once led the House Democrats' campaign arm. Um, the thing about this, which I find to be upsetting is now, if you're not paying attention to national politics, of course, Minnesota, Michigan, we have had in in Minnesota, I can say this for sure, because I've had a front row seat for it here. We have had an insanely progressive policy initiative put through undeniable, very successful. It is still, for the most part, wildly popular. A lot of the things that the Democrats passed in the last session back in 2023 are still polling well over 50%, some close to 70, 75%. They're not, these are not issues where the Democrats are pretending to be Republicans and they're being successful. No, it's issues where the Democrats embraced being Democrats. And guess what? They're finding success. This whole article from the Times is basically, well, if you Democrats want to win, you'd better become moderate Republicans. Shut up. Seriously, just stop it. No, and I'm not saying that it didn't work for this guy, but basically saying, admit you've get, you've lost the immigration issue and, and basically say you'll be more stringent on the border than the Republicans, then you'll win. No, then we lose. Now, first of all, I want to remind people that the conditions on the border right now are actually better than they were for many years under Trump. Trump had more people coming across the border. He had a harder time managing it. And every solution he put forward was basically just a massive cash grab for his buddies that did not work. And as a matter of fact, his concentration camps where he put babies in cages and put a bunch of kids in, in Phoenix, they put a bunch of kids in a detention center that was being monitored by child sex offenders. Yeah, there were rapes in there under Donald Trump's watch. So, no, I don't think we need to out-Republican the Republicans on this issue. I think you need to stand st- strong and say, here's the deal. This is, you, you, you lost the election. The president gets to, to establish the policy. He had, and once again, I want to make sure that that border deal that you guys just turned down was a Republican wet dream. You could not imagine a better outcome for you in negotiations in regards to that border bill and you guys turned it down why because basically donna told you not to do it you'll never never even if trump becomes president as long as the democrats have have some level of control in either the house or the senate you will never never get another bill that good for you again not in a million years 
Stop with this. Well, if Democrats want to win, they better become far-right Republicans. Screw you. No, I'm not doing that. By the way, I want to make sure I mention this something else as well here, which I thought was really interesting. And this has to do with Trump. I, I don't know if you caught the little little segment last night on The Daily Show with Jordan Klepper, where he went to a Nikki Haley rally. And at the, the rally, he ran, you know, uh, he was down in South Carolina. And one of the guys he talked to, you know, he, he, at the end of it, he talked to two people there who seemed to be waking up from the Trump bubble. The first one was someone who had been convicted of being an insurrectionist and said, no, I was wrong to be there. I'll never vote for Trump again. Okay. Welcome to the show. The other one was this guy whose, whose basic tone was, I have given so much money to him and I have not gotten anything in return, even though they said I, they, that you're going to get the stuff in return. And apparently he's bought these Trump of, of the, there are two things he brought up specifically, a Trump gold bar, which he bought for nine, $90 or something like that, a hundred bucks. And he says, I can't get rid of them. They're not gold. And by the way, I, when I saw this, I went up online and I started doing searches for Trump gold. And my God, and I got to believe he's getting a cut of every one of these. There is a massive pile of knickknack junk out there that, that retails for an insane amount of money, which doesn't have any gold in it. It's basically bronze, but it's got like Trump's logos on it. I mean, it, there, there is like one gold coin that was $600. That was a quarter of an ounce of gold which is not a lot of gold, but it's, it was like $600, but the rest of the stuff was like a hundred bucks and there's no gold in it at all. There's like one for $20 saying gold bar. It's like, hey, it's not, that's not even gold plated at 20 bucks. But he said another thing. He said they, he bought ATM, Trump ATM cards and you, t- they're supposed to work in any ATM and you take them to an ATM. And he said, yeah, I took one there and they didn't have any money in the account. And I'm like, wait a second. How is this even legal? So you buy an ATM card, they send you an ATM card, you don't get any money out of it. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's freaking crazy. That has to be illegal, doesn't it? Jeff Stein, when we do come back, it's the Matt McNeil Show. Yeah, I don't know. Every time you turn around... It is the Matt McNeil Show, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. We're working on getting Jeff Stein up in here and ready. We, we good there? Do you have me on there as well? Beautiful. Beautiful. Hopefully we got – we're dancing together. Um, there is. <laughs> I'm not dancing with you, cowboy. Nothing personal, but you're too tall. All right. Uh, Jeff Stein's kind of, well, not, not that tall. Uh, Jeff Stein is our national and presidential expert, noted author. You can find his books over at Next Chapter Books and as well uh, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, your favorite bookseller, totallyiowa.com, the Iowa Business Report, the Iowa Politics Report. Come to us from KXEL, Cedar Falls, Waterloo. Hi, Jeff. Matthew, how is Wednesday treating you? It is Happy Valentine's Day. I shouldn't have made a you know smack talk about your dancing on Valentine's Day. That just that seems wrong. Well, it's I'm 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 quite a good dancer. Thank you. I'm we're taking dance classes. You know, this is my I'm not joking when I say this. This is the 30th anniversary of me first talking to my wife. 30th anniversary. <laughs> 
the way you phrase that. This is the 30th anniversary of me first talking to my wife. Coincidentally, it's the 27th anniversary of when I stopped talking no, to her. No, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I was working in Beloit, Wisconsin, the magic, <laughs> the majesty and the splendor, and uh-huh. I was in I was in Beloit, Wisconsin, and um, I what ended up happening was I needed an intern, and so I called Beloit College, and my I got routed to what was eventually going to be the woman who was going to be my wife, and I met her there, and she was pretty. So, yeah, uh, things went uh, – there you go. Well, How about that for romance and, on a Valentine's Day? And, again, you outkicked your coverage, didn't you? Oh, I mean, I'm out way out of my weight class, man. I am way out. Mm-hmm. I am fighting way out of my weight class. I should not even be here. But, needless to say, she's, she got the toad, so, you know. <laughs> she keeps trying. One of these days she's thinking – might turn into a prince. We'll keep trying. Mm, yeah, it could possibly be. He's an optimistic sort. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So once again, last night, the Santos seat, uh, it is no longer in the hands of the Republicans. Democrat wins eight points there. Now, once again, I want to say that this was a case where the 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 individual uh, the, the race itself was basically a toss-up, a toss-up, a toss-up. It's eight points. That's not a toss-up by any means. No, and all of this crap about, well, uh, you know, Republicans don't vote in advance and there was this blizzard. There was a couple of inches of snow. And I do understand New Yorkers are like, oh, my God, it's snow. Okay, first, it's not the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Second, come on. I mean, you know, it, it, that was, that was a, a, a whipping. But as has been pointed out, after the fact, the person who ran as a Republican was a registered Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did no one figure that out ahead of time? Did no one uh, decide that they wanted to uh, raise that issue ahead of time? <clears throat> I don't know. And so now Trump is taking credit oh, well, do for you her think, loss. Do you, think, do you think that they, don't, they didn't know that? I mean, they had to find something outside of the mold. As you say, you say the same thing. I'm going to give you credit. You say all, right. all politics is local. And sure, yes. yeah, the idea of doing something like this in Kansas is insane. But at the same time, you've got to try to win a seat after in the, in the wake of George Santos. I, I have a feeling the Republicans knew exactly who they were running there. Well, here's the thing. How stupid are you? Because you fell for Santos, right? <laughs> yes, yes, you did. <laughs> so let's just say that you got schnookered by one of the all-time schnookerers, all right? Wouldn't that mean the next time you are darn sure not going to make the same mistake, especially when you know the opposition is somebody who used to hold the Fakakta seat. But I don't know. Maybe they just said, oh, look, it's a woman of color. That's all we need. Come on. How? Well, I, absolutely. It's well, but it is also different in the sense being it is New York Republicans, which generally I mean, yeah. if you're upstate, they're like traditional Republicans. But anywhere down in the city, even Long Island, even Staten Island, they're right. generally they generally run a lot more liberal. I don't know. I mean, it, an eight-point win, win here, it's still – and, of course, now I think the, the number is 219 to 213 is the official number in, in, in the House. And, by the way, can we mention the other three races that are still have yet to be determined? One is a Democratic seat. He should hold that. that should, they, so it should, it'll, that'll get you to 214. Of the two other races, one Ohio, one California, I think they're both favored Republican, but would you be surprised with this once again consistent – 
five to 10 point swing towards the Democrats, that one of them could get picked up, you're going to get to a point where they have a one vote majority. You could have a one vote majority and nothing gets done because basically there's no way in the world the Republican Party is going to be able to you know, make everyone happy. As opposed to five to 10 point swing, I'd, I'd phrase it more of can't get out of their own way these days. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> We're well, trying to be analytical and I'm just looking at it as, I mean, do you really think Kevin McCarthy's seat? I mean, do you think that he's going to help the Republicans? He just got passed over to be RNC chair. Do you think he's going to actually help them? He's I don't probably know. going to work behind the scenes to torpedo it. I, well, and, and one of the truth is, I think that even if he was there, the MAGA base, it doesn't want anything to do with him. So it becomes actually more of a, you know, it's, it's a poison either way you go with him out in that California seat. But, I, you know, I, the problem with that is he kisses up to Trump. Trump still allows him to kiss his ring to where there were people who thought, oh, my God, Trump might actually be fooled into selecting him to be RNC chair. Instead, he picked uh, somebody from North Carolina who believes the 2020 election was stolen. And also from North Carolina, he picked his daughter-in-law. Yeah. who And 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 by the way, I think a lot of people in the Republican Party are a little concerned about, okay, do we know how the finances are there? <laughs> because there's a lot of suspicion that this could be an attempt by him to get hold of that money and divert it to things that he needs it for. Well, and, and the, the nominee of either party... You know, I mean, the, 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 the whole role of the National Committee is to elect a, a president. And look what happened four years ago with Trump. The Trump re-election effort and the RNC were intertwined, even though there were candidates running. It's no different with the DNC and Biden. I mean, this is what you do. It's different because it's Trump because he has, shall we say, ancillary expenses unrelated to the actual campaign that you're referencing. <laughs> and that could be problematic. Was that I, as neutral as, as, as I've been you, on you, you, you try hard, my friend. I, I will mm-hmm. say he seems to be, I think he's terrified. By the way, quick side note on Trump and money. He mm-hmm. seems to be terrified of this New York ruling because it sounds like people are like, okay, no, we need to make sure it's spelled out very clearly. This money needs to be turned over as soon as possible. We need this or we need your bank guarantees either way. And Last night, or, or or was it earlier this morning, Trump went on a rampage against his, like, I've already won this case, a case he already lost. But it's just, it's, he's, he's. Well, why I, is the ruling pending? Tell me why the ruling because, is pending. I because, had a conversation uh, with someone the other day. Because his CFO, uh, Weissenberg, basically, mm-hmm. there was a question. The New York Times exposed that he might have perjured himself. And so what the judge did is he pulled it side and said, okay, I'm dotting every I and crossing every T. I want to hear briefs from both sides. That's when the Trump people, the Trump lawyers basically said, we're not going to help you out. And he's like, no, you don't seem to understand. I'm telling you to help me out here. I want answers on, did he perjure himself on my stand? And that's what he's waiting for. But it sounds like now that a, a ruling on how much Trump owes is actually impen- imminent coming in down the line. Well, and this is what I was wondering on the timing, because, you know, the tinfoil hat side of me thinks, OK, is it going to be tied with South Carolina primary? Is it going to be tied with Super Tuesday? And and by the way, every lawyer as an officer of the court has a responsibility to uphold justice. I don't know that it goes so far as do my homework for me 
Okay, but there is a there is if you know a witness has lied, you have the obligation to disclose that to the court, whether it's a witness or your own client. Yeah, I mean that's in that's in the rules. All right, uh, which is why a lot of lawyers don't put their clients on the stand. And I'm not just talking Trump; I'm talking broadly, because if they say something and the lawyer all of a sudden has to say in front of a jury. Judge, could we approach the bench? Now, that's not a good sign. No. That's not ending well for anyone. Well, and it's like I said, that, that whole thing's a mess. We all see what it really is. And he just, they're just, I think right now it's just, it's the petulant child throwing the temper what's, tantrum. What's funny is, okay, you just said we all see what it is. That's exactly what those on the right say. But you guys aren't saying the same thing when you say that sentence. We all know what it is. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I'm I'm going with the facts and the evidence. See that big bright thing important. in the sky? It's called the sun. I mean, I'm not sitting there in denying reality at this point. Uh, <laughs> something new. Matt's going with facts and evidence. Well, Ooh, okay. oh yeah. <laughs> new Year's resolution. Oh, Johnny Balance Beam over there. Sure, sure. Uh, okay, so Mayorkas. Um, oh yeah. I want to just step back and I'm going to make a statement here about the Republicans right, in the Republicans in the house. Mm-hmm. It's clear that their modus operandi is mm-hmm. that they expect the Democrats to treat them a lot better than they treat the, the Democrats treat them a lot better than they treat the Democrats. And the reality is this, because if the Democrats were of the same ilk as these Republicans, there is an outside of Cho, the transportation secretary, there wouldn't have been a single cabinet member that wouldn't have been impeached under Trump. They basically, there is this stupidity for stupidity's sake because the banking is, the Republicans' entire narrative is, well, the Democrats won't do to us what we do to them. And that's clearly, them banking on the benevolence of the left is it, it is very telling of who they are as as politicians they also walked into the trap yes they did don't you think oh yeah i agree with i mean that. first of all first of all as a native iowan and a huge honk for my home state i am glad that the answer to the trivia question who is the last cabinet official to be impeached is now no longer william belknap of iowa 1876 because that was the most recent impeachment of a cabinet member, a guy from Iowa who took money while serving in the Grant administration, which, as we all know, was pure as the driven snow. Oh, wait, snow after it was driven on. Uh, so I'm glad that, that my state no longer is the answer to the trivia question. That said, what purpose was served by this? If you thought by impeaching the cabinet secretary for doing what the president said was the official policy. If you thought that was going to get Biden to wake up and say, oh, I guess they're serious. I'm going to change my policy. Okay, it would have been worth it. If Mayorkas had been doing something 180 degrees different from what the president said was the policy, fine, that would have been different, although the president would have taken care of it, any president first. So all you've done is waste time, political capital you've given any opponent wonderful campaign fodder and there will be a five-minute trial in the senate and he'll be acquitted because there's no there's no crime there's no crime here i mean you are basically trying to imply implementing a policy is a crime because you disagree with the policy and that's, that's what I mean, it comes down to. Yeah. Now, now, 
I don't agree with the policy. Okay, that's a whole different issue, but he's carrying out the orders of the president in every respect. Mm -hmm. And so you think you're going to get two-thirds of the Senate to go along when 49 are Republican, 48 are Democrat, and three are independent? You, you think you're going to win a trial in the Senate? I just don't see other than going to the base and say, see, it only took 17 attempts, but we got him impeached. That's going to drive something positive? I don't get it. Well, and we should also mention, and we're not probably going to have the time to finish out this this thought here. I'll <laughs> let you start it, though. It's a nightmare for the Republicans to allow Marjorie Taylor Greene to go to that Senate floor and start screaming about, I can't stand curb your enthusiasm. And like this is going to somehow endear the argument to the American people. Do your Marjorie Taylor Greene again. (laughs) That's great. Again, Matt McNeil and his impression. Kids, don't use steroids. That's why you didn't stay in Beloit. You were way too big for Beloit with with that. That's six foot tall. I was too big for Beloit. (laughs) Once again, and that's why we can't dance. See? Full circle segment. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Please. We'll get into MGT when we or TJ or whatever. We'll get to, to, to Howler Monkey in a second. Jeff Stein joining us for his usual Wednesday visit. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. It's the Matt McNeil Show on your Wednesday. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on your Wednesday. Jeff Stein with his usual weekly visit. So I want to get back to what we were talking about before the break, which is this. Here's where this becomes even more of a train wreck. You have apparently made the promise that of all the people that are going to be going into the Senate to try to argue that there's a crime here when there is no crime is Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is not someone you can control. And let's be honest, she couldn't win a statewide race in Georgia even. So this is, this is her way of trying to get herself spotlight, attention, trolls, donations, and that's all it is. You cannot control her. The last thing the Republican Party wants in an election year is something that looks so insanely partisan and stupid. And if you want to look at the definition of insanely partisan and stupid, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. And so I, I think that, I, where do you think this is going to go? Because I can't see how this train crash doesn't, fall off another cliff and then crash again well again they took the bait they fell into the trap and now you have to play the string out don't you yes you do so if you do okay here's warped thinking let's say that this is a loser which it is okay do you want to burn more good capital in other words do you want to have people who might have a modicum of positive public uh, impression getting this stink all over them? Or would you rather say, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, come on down. You are our impeachment advisors and whatever the phrase is. And you're going to prosecute the impeachment in the Senate so that America sees how crazy you all are. And then maybe, maybe you'll fall back off the national stage. You see what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's like, why waste your star pitcher in a preseason contest, go ahead and let the scrubs handle it. And if they get battered, eh, they get battered. Well, and and not only, 
I like I said, this this whole everything right now, if you're looking at the, this election, this upcoming election cycle, everything that you're seeing right now points to Republicans having a very hard time still overcoming the abortion issue. And now you have Trump, who's full dictator mode. NATO's got to die. You know, it, 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 that's not appealing to everyone. Screaming and these court cases are only going to get more and more outrageous. Uh, I was w- watching one of the Republican pollsters. He says, you guys, we, we if Trump is the nominee, we are in big trouble. And the, 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 the I think here you are. It's like, OK, let me get another serving of a la mode here with the crazies. And, and I just I don't know what you do in the House because you can't control the Howler Monkey exhibit. And I mean, and that really is what it is. You can't control it. But yet the Republicans got to figure out some way to get a cohesive message when you've got too many people that are only concerned about their personal Twitter accounts. They're only their their personal donations. They don't this idea of we're seeing an evolution in the Republican Party where it's moving completely away of the idea of what's best for the party. And it's what's best for me. Well, that's that's a societal issue. Right. And I mean, that's a big problem just generally. But saw that in the pandemic. You saw that in the pandemic. Absolutely. absolutely. But if you take those people who are problematic and you divert them or distract them for some period of time, that might help because don't forget government's going to shut down soon. Hello. We haven't fixed that issue. They're, they're nowhere closer to that. Um, The, the thing about um, this fall's general election, if in fact we're talking about Trump versus Biden, what I'm really afraid we're going to have, and it's going to turn off tons of people. We're going to have Biden saying, you have to reelect me because Trump is evil and democracy is at stake. You're going to have Trump saying that Biden is uh, horrible and, and the country can't stand another four years. Instead of running a campaign, either side on, here's what we will do, basically it's scary boogeyman on the other side. And that's not serving the, you don't govern that way, right? What are you, what are you running for? Well, I'm not him. Oh, okay. But then c- what? couldn't you make the argument that if you wanted to stop that, that mm-hmm. it should have been stopped in 2016 when Trump started this? She, she's a stinky head. There's a, there's a stinky head over the other side. Stinky head person. Ooh, bad. You know. The, the, a lot well, of things could have, you could have stopped this a long way down the track. I mean, Hillary could have stopped it. I mean, but the problem is you get sucked into it. Okay. And so now this is what both sides are looking at is the fear as opposed to the aspiration. But, but and you, that's not good. But I, but I think the problem is, is it, it's easy now to say, oh boy, is this a mess? Yeah, it is. You're absolutely correct. And it right. should have been addressed by the Republican party when that, large orange well, turd blossom came out voters. in 2016 well b- blame it, the voters it, it it's 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 kind of one of those things where b- i think part of the problem was that back then they didn't treat it like this and because they tried to treat him like a regular politician it was something where he'd look like the outsider this time around i mean and regardless of whatever the case may be this is the choice Trump Biden is the choice and we can sit here and bellyache and we can sit here and argue and sit here. It's like, I wish it wasn't. It is what it is. And so, yeah, it's going to be that guy's horrible. Both sides pointing the other side. That guy's horrible. The reality is, is that's where we're at. And we can we can always hope for the, the, you know, you know, the Lincoln Douglas debates to return, but they're, they're just not going to. 
And as long as this, the Republican, and, and I'm dead serious when I say this, as long as this is the party of Trump, where it's who can grunt the loudest is basically determined to be the alpha male of the pack, you're not going to get away from this. And you see this with the established Republicans. They don't quite know what to do with this, this, this mess oh. they got in their hands, but this is where you know, their own party has devolved. Well, the problem is, in 2016, independents went for Trump because it seemed different. And they'd had their fill, so they went with Biden in 20 because it seemed different. Okay, let's say this large block of people is fed up with both of those individuals. What do they do in 2024? Does the pendulum swing? Do they double down on their most recent selection? Or do they stay home? And the staying home part is the real problem. And here's what goes back to the beginning of what we talked about. You still haven't figured out an answer for abortion. And you still have to get, you still have to get that. And you coming on out with Trump and basically being full, you know, dictator mode and quoting Hitler and stuff like this. I I just don't, I don't know where it's going to go. I know it's not going to grow to Robert F. Kennedy because he's lost. Apparently he's lost all of his staff since that ad aired in the Super Bowl. Oh, but he had nothing to do with it, man. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) You and I, great minds think alike. That was the first thing. Of course you didn't coordinate with that pack. Of course you didn't. Then why did you pin it to your Twitter account? Exactly. Oh, that's going to be a fun Thanksgiving this year. Uh, (laughs) Jeff Stein, once again, for your Valentine's Love, the Iowa Politics Report a little bit later on. Find his books. Thanks, Jeff. Chicago, have a good one. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Hour 2 up next. Hour number two of the show here on your Wednesday. Good to be with you, Matt and Patrick here. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. Let's start off with what fun it was last night at the the great uh, meet and greet we had at Park Tavern. Uh, First of all, to the guys at Park Tavern, if you've got an event, if you've got an event going on that you want to find a place for, call Park Tavern up, ask for Phil, say, hey, I want to book an event. And, and, and you know, you, absolutely, you, you need to do this. It, it's such a great place to have an event. Uh, we had a nice crew out there, uh, and, and we had just a lot of fun, a lot of great food, great drinks, good times, lot, lots of highs. It was, it was great to see the entire staff out there as well. Got Pilot was out there. Greg Bakken was out there. Patrick was out there. We had, uh, you know, J.P. Terbogosian, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the uh, all the shows had basically people out there. It was, uh, it, you know, fantastic. Just a good time. And, uh, you know, I, I just, it was wonderful to see. And the, th- the thing that everyone said to us is like, you guys need to do more stuff like this. So I'm going to let you know, we're, we're thinking about, we're, we're working on ideas to do more things that are not just going to be meet and greets, but kind of open to everybody. We'll let you know about that later. We're working on details about that. Uh, that was part of, of course, uh, the AM 950s, uh, you know, Listener Appreciation Month. And Listener Appreciation Month is, is, is just a thing we needed to do because we have been so lucky to be working with, uh, with such great fans and such great listeners of the station. You guys have kept us afloat, and it's, it's just wonderful. So... Today, we have on this show a real cool listener appreciation giveaway. At some point this hour, we are going to give away a pair of tickets to go see Lewis Black, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, the final tour. It's going to be Friday, April 26th at Mystic Lake. A pair of tickets a little bit later on this hour when we tell you to call in to go see Lewis Black. 
Uh, if you haven't seen Lewis, Lewis Black is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. By the way, Patrick, did you get a chance when we were at Park Tavern? Did you go out in the patio there, that heated patio they got? Uh, that was a really nice oh, heated patio. That was nice. And it's pet friendly. You can bring your pet out there, man. Wow, I didn't know that. Part. Apparently, Phil tell, told Grand Poobah at the station, Chad, that apparently someone was going to bring their puppy out. So they turned on the heat for him. And so they had it's, it's pet friendly out on the patio. Outstanding. Just outstanding. You know, frankly, with Valentine's Day here, nothing says love more than a, a park tavern pizza and some bowling. That's just me, though. Bring the dog along with you. You can go out in the patio. There you are. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. Thank you very much. And thanks to everybody. At the, God, my God, there was a lot of just incredibly nice people out there. I am flattered and honored that you guys are part. I'm, I'm part of your lives. Thank you for that. Um, let me give you an update on the breaking story that's been covering here. The, the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade in Kansas City. They are now reporting that one is one dead, at least one dead. Basically, multiple other people shot. Eight to ten people have been injured from shots fired during the event. Now, once again, this has been updated. They they did indeed. One person was killed. As many as 15 now have been injured from gunshot wounds. Um, there is video footage of one of the suspects. Now, two people are under arrest. One of the suspects is seen running through the crowd, and the crowd stopped him, not with a gun, but by tackling him. So I want to make sure we understand the gun didn't do anything but terrorize and hurt and kill. That's all the gun did in this case. Guns did not make anyone safer. Dear Lord, how many times do we have to have this damn discussion? Oh, anyway, it, it's it looks like two people have been taken into to, to custody. Just chaos there, as you can imagine, people running for their lives as they're there thinking they're celebrating the Super Bowl uh, victory and then having to have this on there. Um, you know, the Missouri governor and the first lady were in attendance. They are safe, though. Um, you know, and, and the, to to the, the, the one, you know, person who was out there, it's like, well, we went there and prayed. Well, I'm, I'm glad you prayed. I'm Christian, too. But you know what? We prayers don't stop this. If someone is drowning in a pool, you getting on your knees and saying, please, someone do something. Jesus, help me. No, dive into the dang pool and get the kid out of the water. That's what you do. Don't just sit there and act as if the only thing we can hope for is your God having some divine divinity upon yourself to basically say, oh, I guess I won't get you slaughtered with a gun today. And maybe we should just say to ourselves, eh, maybe the guns everywhere thing is not working out because it sure as heck is not working out. Ugh. Once again, just frustrating beyond frustrating. I'll give another update on this towards the end of the show. Uh, this is somewhat terrifying. I saw this story come on out today, and I, even though it's a bit of a national story, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is, I think there's going to be a massive class action lawsuit on this one. A national anti-abortion group used cell phone location data to target visitors of Planned Parenthood clinics 
in 48 states with abortion misinformation, according to an investigation by Senator Ron Wyden, the Democrat from Oregon. The Veritas Society, a nonprofit created by the Wisconsin Right to Life, used a data, bro- data broker system called Near Intelligence to target people whose cell phone location data showed they'd visited any of the 600 Planned Parenthood reproductive health clinics across the country. Wyden detailed his office's findings Tuesday in a letter to the FTC and the Securities and Exchange Commission urging the FTC to better protect location data. Wyden's office found that Veritas Society hired an advertising agency to use Near Intelligence's website to draw a line around each Planned Parenthood clinic and clinic parking lots. Anyone with a cell phone who stepped into those targeted areas were served social media ads with anti-abortion messages or abortion misinformation. The senator began investigating Near Intelligence in May of 2023 after the Wall Street Journal revealed Veritas Society was peddling abortion mission information using cell phone data. The Veritas Society ad campaign ran from late 2019 through the summer of 2022 after the Supreme Court repealed federal abortion protections, according to Wyden's investigation. The Veritas Society reported that in 2020, the Wisconsin alone, the organization served over 14 million advertisements to people who visited abortion clinics, as well as ads to those devices across women's social pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, according to a webpage that has since been removed. Wisconsin Right to Life and Near Intelligence, apparently, they don't want it. They're, they're zipping their lips on this because I got to believe there's a class action lawsuit coming their way. I got to believe, because, I mean, how is this not spying on somebody? You know, someone, you spying on someone and their medical care. What, would, what if you all of a sudden went, you, you got a diagnosis from your doctor. You have cancer. Holy God, it's a terrible disease, a horrible diagnosis. And all of a sudden you start getting, and we've got cancer drops in your text messages. Oh my God. And you're saying, how in the world, how in the world do they know that I'm, I've got cancer? And you find out later, well, they were spying on you. What they did is they basically circled a private business, which is Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is not a park. It is a private business with medical that, that performs medical procedures. So people might have been going in there just to getting pap smears and, and breast exams, and they were still getting targeted by this stuff. And so they circled a private business, accessed individuals' private you know, cell phone service, and then used it to spy on them and send them targeted information. And it's been going, I mean, my God, the class action lawsuit on this one could be billions. And right now, my guess is these three groups, Wisconsin Right to Life, Near Intelligence, and the Veritas Society are all probably, anyone in charge is, I'm I'm just going to tenure my resignation here right now. I don't need to be a part of this anymore. And trying to run for the doors before the lawsuit hits. Data privacy has become increasingly important since Roe v. Wade fell in June 2022 and over a dozen states criminalized abortion care. Cell phones effectively track everywhere a person goes and data brokers like Near Intelligence are legally allowed to buy and sell this information. Tech giants like Google pledged to delete the location data of users and visits to abortion clinics after Roe, but the company did not keep their promise. Location data can be weaponized against abortion providers or people seeking care by anti-choice lawmakers like groups like Veritas Society. Yeah, but there is a difference here when you, be, you, you've gotten a situation where people are going in for medical care 
and being spied on by a private organization. And my guess is going to be is there is going to be a class action lawsuit here that says that even if you have the right to access this information, you don't have the access to the right to weaponize this information against that individual, which is what they were doing. And if you can prove that any of the abortion information that they gave you was undoubtedly a lie and misinformation, yeah, I think you've got an open and shut case as far as a class action lawsuit. You know, it's funny. You hear Republicans all the time talk about the government spying on you. Joe Biden is putting tracker beacons into those insulation shots for the COVID. And and you're going to track you wherever you want to go. Meanwhile, the same people, the same people who are talking about how dare the government spy on us. How dare the government put microchips are applauding Tesla and Elon Musk for basically putting microchips into people. And now are all like, this is just, this is just quality business here. The fact that they're spying on people. Can you imagine what this would be like if we started to find, well, let's say, Hey, I could say a MAGA rally, but let's just say we found out, Oh, there's going to be a KKK rally in some valley off the beaten path and you access the cell phone information of everybody there and you knew exactly who everyone under the hood was and you said to them it's like here's the list just by producing that information don't you think that every republican in the country would be screaming how dare you spy on wholesome american values of course they'd be like that this is the, the idea that you, you, once again, these are private individuals, not criminals, going into private businesses, not a public park or something like that, or on a subway, getting private medical care, and this company is basically saying, yep, fair game. No, 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 no. That someone has to be able to file a lawsuit here and make it a class action one that goes for the trillions of dollars worth of money because this is such an egregious violation. And once again, the same exact people, the same exact people who scream all the time about how dare big government try to, to spy on us. It's kind of scary when you think about what really goes on behind the scenes within the Republican ranks. It, it really is. I mean, I brought it up yesterday in the three o'clock hour, which was the, the, the clear, the, the amount of people that have been paid by right-wing outlets for to put up multiple social media pages and run them like they're Democrats. And basically when they give them the, 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 the command to basically all of a sudden start telling, you know what? I'm a Democrat, but I've had it with Joe Biden. (laughs) Are you rest of generation Z with me? Are you going to sit this one out? I, you know, every time you discover who these people are, it just, you know, you, you, you know, they sit there and they bellyache about, people wanting to come into America to do the worst jobs this country has 
at a pay which no one in this country would ever do them for. And yet, and, and that's their big argument, like, this is the greatest outrage. And here yet they are. The right is basically accessing cell phone data of individuals going into these, these, these institutions. And I, I got to believe there's a, cell, a, a class action lawsuit here. Because I can tell you what, let's just say you were delivering a pizza there. And all of a sudden, your your phone's getting inundated with with you know anti-abortion messaging. Uh, you know this this has got to be some level of crossing a line, and I you know it's I this is if if this is the kind of stuff that's going on, and we're not changing it, and we talked about this as well with AI, where you can you can see that the there's no one managing the wheel of the ship. It's basically just spinning on its own, and we're hoping it doesn't crash. The reality is, is we need we need basically people to get involved in this and say, no, you cannot do this. You cannot just access people's cell phone and just sell it off to the highest bidder when it's going to. Like I said, going to a hospital, going to get medical care. Who's going to church? What's stopping someone from starting to blackmail someone and say, hey, I found out your cell phone showing me that you're going over to this other woman's house and you're having a relationship with them. You know, if you have a thousand bucks, I'll forget that I found this. And I have a hard time believing right now in this country, there isn't a lot of people that are already doing that. If this information is accessible that I can't believe that there aren't people blackmailing people already with this stuff. But the the egregious, the intrusive nature of this, and like I said, it doesn't surprise me, the three groups that were responsible for this, all of a sudden they can't clench their sphincters tight enough because I think they can see the the class action suit coming down the street. 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Let's take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. By the way, uh, just looking at the radar, hey, that's snow. My God, we've got snow. Snow, finally. Actually, I went, uh, Patrick, I went back and looked at the Halloween photos. Right before Halloween, it snowed, right? And I was just like, is it really? Was that this year? Yeah. It's just not existent, man. It's, uh, yeah, definitely been a. Uh uh, tough winter for the snow. Oh, God. Well, we've got some coming in down. Well, how long it sticks around, I don't know, because I think the forecast highs next week are back in the 40s again. Uh, snow round, it, it was up to four. They were saying, I'm, I'm in the, the palatial West Metro, and they were saying four inches for us at some point. It's now down to three inches. And Sven Sungard was looking at this, bringing me the news stuff, and his, uh, his comment was that he felt as if the ground is actually too warm to get the full ac- the accumulation. So it could be, he thinks it's going to be a kind of a slushier two inches. So we'll have to see. Needless to say, be careful out there driving. It's going to be through the evening, but by the time the morning comes through, it should pretty much be done snowing. Javier is in Minneapolis, wanted to chime in this afternoon. Welcome on in, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing if well. the left was tracking people and they were trying to get 
cell phone information, you know that the right would be saying that they're terrorists. Of course they would. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. They're not taking this information because they're going to wish them a happy birthday. Or they want to like, oh, I'm going to send them flowers on Mother's Day. It's because they're trying, it's in certain, they're like brandishing. It's like they're flexing. You know what I mean? So it's just like... You're not you're not out there trying to do you know you're not a, a do a well wisher you're trying to to, ex, to send this information to be uh you know you're bullying people oh, and yeah. which that would be terrorism well and you know it's I, uh, Javier I don't know it's it's definitely terrorism there I, I, it's got to be a class action lawsuit I I mean I'm sorry I have to think that now this has been exposed I think that this is right now like I said I think they're all kind of concerned about are we now going to end up in court. And considering they were monitoring in all 48 states, I got to believe that that's going to be – someone's going to bring something. I, well, let me, if it's all 48 states. Yeah. I, it, it, it was in, fall, you know, in all 48 states that they were doing this. Uh, or for 48 states they were doing this. And I'm not sure what the other two states that they didn't do this. Javier, thank you very much. I appreciate the phone call. I'm going to piggyback on what Javier said. Let's say the Democrats did get wind of a KKK rally somewhere in the South. Somewhere in Mississippi. Well, I know. <laughs> Science fiction. I know. <sighs> All right. So they get wind there. There's a KKK rally. And it's happening in this secluded valley. And so they hire a company to basically track all the cell phones and they get all the cell phone information for all the people that are there. And they release it. Now, I guarantee you the Republicans might not necessarily come out there saying, how dare you violate the rights of the KKK? I don't think they'd do that. But I guarantee you there would be bills introduced in every state and in the federal government the next day prohibiting that kind of thing from happening ever again. I guarantee it. Because you get one county where every leader in the county and every wealthy white person is just exposed as a KKK member. And nothing, nothing terrifies that sect of people more than the idea of losing their power and being exposed for who they really are. And so that happens. There would be laws. The Republicans would be storming. Well, we have to stop this invasion of privacy by tracking people's cell phones. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Uh, one story here. I really am. I, you know, I have a, a, a new favorite politician in St. Paul. I do. It's Lindsay Port. She's fantastic. Oh, I really like Lindsay. She's the Senator over there. Um, there's a new bill that's coming through and hopefully they can get this passed. Let's say you're buying a car, paying a phone bill or ordering a food delivery or checking out of a hotel or looking over your tuition statement or apartment rental application, or, oh my goodness, is, the list keeps going. I'm reading the story from Racket. Point is, you're likely to encounter the so-called junk fees that companies use to weasel around $3,200 per year away from the typical American family, according to Consumer Reports. Junk fees are these additional fees that get added on after the fact that basically, and like I said, that's $3,200 for the average family in this country. This upcoming legislative session, two Minnesota lawmakers, Senator Lindsey Port and Representative Emma Greenman, have introduced bills to crack down on any seller that advertises, displays, or offers a price for goods or services that does not include all mandatory fees or surcharges. 
Minnesota is now being celebrated as one of a dozen states to join the American Economic Liberties Project's end junk fees movement, which seeks to end this deceptive anti-competitive tactic and make prices fair again. Um, as a matter of fact, only one state has passed a law on this, and that's California. Uh, that um, the other states, there's a lot of states where a bill has been introduced, a bill has passed one house, a bill has passed two houses, but it hasn't been signed. I think this is a great idea because you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't have the ability to add a $10 service charge after the fact just because you can. And so I, I think that this is great. I think this is a great idea. You, you, you have to have some level of honesty here. And I hope this gets through. My guess is going to be lobbyists are already getting Republicans lined up to say, no, isn't it great we get to pay extra? Uh, hey, I'm not sure if you're aware of a very funny man named Louis Black. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. The final tour is coming to Mystic Lake Casino on Friday, April 26th. I have a pair of tickets right now for Listener Appreciation Month. I've got a pair of tickets to go see Louis Black on Friday, April 26th in Mystic Lake. Caller number 5, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. And reminder, if you've won something recently, hold off. Let someone else get a, a chance at winning on something like, uh, some of these things. Okay, please. Thank you. 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Caller number 5, you're going to go see Lewis Black. We'll take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Uh, Patrick, if I may, who exactly is our winner and where they're from? Congratulations, Diane in Minneapolis. You are going to the final tour, the Yellow Brick, the Goodbye Yeller Brick Road at Mystic Lake in April. Congratulations, Lewis, Diane. Lewis Black there on Friday, April 26th at Mystic Lake. Congratulations there. Now, there we've got... Uh, giveaways. Now, I'm not sure exactly what they're giving away. Got to listen to the shows. Listen to uh, the, the Native Roots Radio. I am awake with uh, uh, you know, uh, Robert and the whole crew there. You know, the, they they'll get you. You know, pilot will get you set up with something there. Got Bach in tonight and uh, and uh, Ghost Box Radio tonight at 10 o'clock. Listening there on my show tomorrow. It's a pair of tickets to go see Randy Rainbow for a president tour. That's Friday, February 23rd at the State Theater. I got a pair of tickets then and on Friday. On Friday, once again, another pair of tickets to go see Lewis Black. So, Listener Appreciation Month successfully continuing here on AM 950. Nice. Nice. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. So, let me explain something about Stubby. Uh, Pete Stauber, he is in a district which, once again, includes a lot of Democratic areas. And he... He's not exactly popular with them. He has tried desperately multiple times to take credit for bills he voted against, arguing, well, you know, I didn't want the funding there, but once the funding was approved that I tried to stop, I was wanting it to come to me. Well, how how spineless of you, you worthless jellyfish. <laughs> oh, stubby. Pete Stauber is a hack. He's not there. He's a Trump troll. 
He's there to basically just do what the Republican Party and Donald Trump tell him to do. He does not want to serve the Minnesota 8th District. And so he's desperately trying to find ways to fire up that base. I got to get fired up. That sort of thing. Because there's a decent chance he could lose that seat. There's a decent chance Pete Stauber could lose that seat. You know, he is not very well liked. So he's trying desperately, desperately. And let me get a little more emotion in that. Desperately to create an issue out of nothing to make it seem like he's, I'm on the side of all you guys. A lone gray wolf bolted past a logger last week on the edge of a clear-cut forest in northern St. Louis County. The wolf ran past a giant industrial saw and leaped over a fell tree in pursuit of what was either a young doe or an antlerless buck. Seconds later, the wolf killed the deer on the other side of the neatly stacked pile of freshly cut logs, obvious, uh, uh, oblivious of the logger who captured the chase on video. U.S. Representative Pete Stauber posted the video on several media sites along with a warning. As you can see, wolves have lost fear of humans and are increasingly dangerous to livestock and pets and decimating our deer here, Stauber wrote. Now, first of all, Pete, shut up. The story itself tells us you're on the edge of a clear-cut forest in rural, remote St. Louis County. I have lived myself in St. Louis County, visited St. Louis County, northern parts of St. Louis County, over and over and over again my entire life. Some of those areas are pretty damn remote. It's not like the the wolf was seen at the Mall of America. <laughs> it was it wasn't jumping SpongeBob over there to take down the 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 cotton candy vendor. No. You have a logger intruding into their habitat and you act surprised when what happens is ones gets flushed as he's and, and once again the wolf is not caring about the human because he's hunting right now. He's hungry and trying to get a deer, which is not out of the ordinary. As a matter of fact, they've been doing that for years, man. That's kind of how they do things. They're wolves. This idea that wolves are nowhere near any human. I'm north of Virginia. My cabin's up north of Virginia, Minnesota. I've seen a wolf up there. Now, it was not running across the road, but it was up on the side. And I saw it and said, wow, that's way too big to be a coyote. That's got to be a wolf by itself running. You know, I got news for you. There's lynx out there, too. There's cougars out there, too. Hello there, cougars. There's cougars out there. There are black bears out there. It's called the wild, you numbskull. Freaking idiot. It's the wild. And you take a logger and you go in there and you're acting as if he was at Cub Foods and he was in the checkout lane and a wolf came by. Oh, my God, a wolf in the Cub food. No, it's out in the clear cut. What kind of idiot are you, man? That's like saying oh, a camper was out there and a wolf ran by. Yeah, because the camper went out into the wild. 
The video uh, was seized by deer hunters and their political allies seeking to remove Minnesota's wolves from the endangered species list. In a later last week, Stubby asked House leaders to make removing animals a priority of any spending bill passed this year. So he failed to pass funding for like the airports that got remodeled or the new Blatnick Bridge in Duluth. He doesn't do that. But now he wants to kill off all the wolves in northern Minnesota. What a jackass. Uh, he and some grassroots organizations have held crowded public meetings across Minnesota the past several months to raise support for reducing the wolf population. Okay, so he spent all this money to make sure the wolf population succeeds, and now he wants to waste it all because there was a deer and a wolf, and there was a guy cutting a tree down, and he saw one. Shoot them all! Pete Stauber, everybody. Minnesota is the only state in the lower 48 that did not kill off all of its wolves. They were poisoned, shot, and trapped out of the rest of the continental United States by the early 1900s. But a few hundred survived in northern Minnesota after wolves were put on the endangered species list in the 1970s. Their population here spread and grew over the next 20 years. By 1998, wolves had returned to about half of the state, and the population reached around 3,000. But the population has not significantly grown in more than 25 years. Reports of wolf attacks on livestock and pets haven't risen much either. All evidence shows that the roughly the same number of wolves have been living in Minnesota, eating roughly the same number of animals since the late 1990s. In, 20, in 2022, there were 139 reports from ranchers and pet owners of a wolf killing at least one of their animals. That's 1920, in 2022. The Department of Agriculture was able to confirm that the wolves killed 77 animals, cattle, sheep, and dogs, over the state that year. That was below the 10-year average of 82 confirmed losses to wolves. So if wolves are out of control, they're not showing it by any of the numbers. If there is any big expansion of wolf range or significant increase in the population or conflicts or mortalities, that would be identified in the methods we use, said Dan Stark, the wolf expert for the DNR. But that's not the case. So, no, it's the same amount of wolves. Now, I'm going to tell a, a very simple message to all these people who are furious about the wolves because I didn't get my deer this year. Actually, I got three things to say to you. First of all, maybe you suck at hunting. Have you thought about that? I'm just saying, maybe you're just not very good at it because I think that that actually is something a lot of people don't want to take into consideration. And there's this always this mentality, of, I got skunked this year. It's the wolves. Well, maybe you just suck at hunting. My dad used to go hunt deers. He hunted ducks most of his life and pheasants. But my dad hunted deer, and he stopped hunting after a while. But, you know, there were some years he got a deer, some years he didn't. Just the way it went. So maybe, maybe, I'm just, I, 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 I know you don't want to consider this, but maybe you just suck. Okay, just maybe you're bad at this. And that's no one else's fault but your own. Go look in the mirror, grow up, and get a freaking life, okay? All right. Now, number two I want to point out to you. We had extraordinary snow in northern Minnesota, which any freaking idiot that lives up there, you morons, knows that makes it harder for the grazing animals. Because they basically have a hard time getting down. And it's been shown that there was the wolf die-off because of the heavy snowfall in the Arrowhead region. And mind you, once again, the deer hunting problem didn't seem to exist on the western side of the state or the northwestern side of the state. 
just in the northeastern side of the state where that was where it was a problem. So you don't want to factor that in. That's a major problem there. Okay? So, you know, once again, we have evidence here. The wolf population hasn't grown. It hasn't become more of a nuisance. Your great video of, oh, my God, the wolves are at the Arby's. You know, that's not true. I don't even think the I, to be honest with you, I don't think the wolves would want the Arby's either. I just, whoa, whoa, I'm hungry and all, but no, no. I'm, you know, is there a Canes around here somewhere? I don't go there. <laughs> They've got dipping sauces. No, your wolf encounter was on the edge of the wilderness when a logger went into their territory, moron. Dear Lord. That's like saying, I went to I went to Isle Royal and there was tons of wolves out there. Where are there? Wow. Actually, they have fluctuating wolf population. Needless to say, you should read a book on it. So we know that the wolf population has expanded. It, has, it hasn't expanded. It isn't worse than it was. As a matter of fact, it seems like it's a little bit better than it was. We know that the deer population was down and the grazing population was down in northern, northeastern part of the state because there was a heavy snowfall last year. And on top of that, we can also point out the fact that as much as you guys are upset and, 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 and upset at wolves, it could just be you're just not good at it because some people up there got their wool or they got their deer. They did get their deer during hunting season. It's not like no one got a deer in the northwest, north, northeastern part of the state. People got deer, so maybe you just suck at hunting. Sad but true. Third thing I want to point out is this. We have actually a far larger threat than wolves to the deer population of the state of Minnesota in chronic wasting disease. I've had uh, the excellent Jamie Becker Finn. I've had Rick's, uh, Rick Hansen on. I've had numerous people talking about uh, chronic wasting disease and the efforts that the, the Democrats have put forward to try to save the hunting season. Because there have been some states where the chronic wasting disease is so bad they've had to cancel the deer hunting season. And couldn't you imagine the impact to the economy of outstate Minnesota if deer hunting season was had to be canceled? Can you imagine that? Chronic wasting disease is a serious problem, something we really absolutely need to pay attention to, something that we need to address. Funny story, Republicans have done everything in their freaking power to stop us from dealing with this because a handful of deer farmers seem to have more sway over them than every deer hunter in the state. So if you're concerned about deer hunting, your number one concern right now should not be wolves per se. It should be chronic wasting disease because that could end up causing a massive economic catastrophe for this state unless it's controlled. This is just Pete Stauber trying to create an issue. And he's going to try to do this. I, I, people like myself that will call him out and say he's just stupid will say, you don't get it, dude. I'm, I've, I've spent a lot of time in northern Minnesota. My family's a hunting family. I have been up in these areas before. Stop it. You are making, uh, you're trying to make outrage out of nothing. Hey, you have an opportunity, Petey, Stubby. You have an opportunity if you really want to set yourself as someone important. Stop worrying about the freaking wolves and 
Hey, put it, start, start doing studies, investing money in chronic wasting disease. Start investing in trying to, to curtail the spread of it. Hey, there's a common sense issue. There's something you could do to reach over the aisle. There is something that you could do to say, I don't want, you could do a speech in every damn town, you fool. Sitting there saying, uh, you see this small bar behind me? Come hunting season, it's packed to the gills for a week straight. And I don't want to see that go away. I would basically be out there ta- doing that. Because all you're doing now is creating a fake villain. And in this case, it's wolves. Maybe the problem here is we're incurring, incur- we're encroaching in on their territory too much. But if you can't stop that, don't act like it's some sort of grand outrage of the ages that a wolf runs past a logging crew out in the middle of nowhere. He, of course, will say, oh, I don't want to kill off all the wolves. Well, what do you want to do here? We spent the money to get the wolf population back. The DNR is saying, no, the wolf population hasn't expanded. You're just basically, it sounds like you're going around to these things and saying, they're saying it hasn't expanded, but we know better. No, you don't. No, you don't. You're just pulling that out of your caboose. I'm sorry you you got a little red ass because you got spanked by the president and Governor Walls when you tried to take credit for projects you personally tried to stop. Sorry that makes you feel bad. Hey, and sorry that your district includes Duluth and the Native American reservations and parts of the North Metro area, which generally run more blue. And sorry that you basically have to deal with the the pro-union vote on the Iron Range. But that's the district, dude. Stop trying to make something out of nothing. And like I said, I just gave you some advice. Something that could make you look good. I know I probably shouldn't have said anything about it, but if he did, I mean, that's actually a good issue. Hey, I'm going to hear, I'm going to, I'm, I'm here on the forefront of stopping chronic wasting disease. If he does do that, you know, he listens to the show. Hi, glad you're a hate listener, Petey. Stop it. Just stop being an idiot and let's not kill off the wolves because like I said, we did a lot to bring these wolves back and Frankly, I don't want your political, your lack of political issues to be the reason why we have de- dead wolves across the state. I, no, that's not a good idea. 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. Take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show on AM 950. Getting the looking at the latest update on what happened in Kansas City once again at the Super Bowl victory parade at the Kansas City parade, uh, one dead, um, up to fifteen injured. They're not quite sure about that number yet. Um, yeah, basically, uh, two people opened fire. It sounds like there are two people that are under arrest. Um, that and one of them was was tackled by the crowd. Um, as many one person killed, as many fifteen injured. President Biden's been briefed on the Kansas City shooting. Um, 
And once again, I should mention the governor of Missouri was there. He and his wife are okay. Um, a sophomore, Gabe Wallace, a sophomore, a Shawnee Mission East, heard the gunshots, hopped a barricade, um, hope, uh, 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 scraping his head on the concrete. He lost track of his friends. And I was thinking, my friends, he thought his friends were dead. Uh, here they are. They're at, a, they're at a Super Bowl victory parade, and they're thinking they're all about to die. Uh, they basically, the Kansas City Chiefs, they all evacuated as soon as the, the shooting started, got out of the way. Um, yeah, uh, more on this. Obviously, this is a developing story, so this is going to be something that's going to be talked about, I imagine, quite a bit over the next uh, day or so until we forget about it and then the next gun massacre comes out and we just say, yeah, why didn't we do anything about it after the last one? Because, eh, you know. The gun and bullet industry, you know, demand that we serve up our our family and friends to their slaughter so that their profits never go down. That's why <laughs> it's it's that simple. Your lives mean nothing to them. You, they'll slaughter us all as long as they make a lot of money, and that's the end of the day. Uh, changing direction dramatically. The Minneapolis Park and Rec Board is hearing a lot of sour notes from the Twin Cities musicians over its unwillingness to pay them to play. What are you doing, man? After the board sent out an application notices last week for its annual Music in the Park series, deadline Valentine's Day, ironically to musicians, a loud backlash quickly began reverberating on social media leading to a boycott calls and even a change.org petition. As in previous years, the board is not offering any financial compensation for summer gigs at the Lake Harriet, Ban Lake Harriet Banshell, Minnehaha Falls, and other city parks in 2024. It's embarrassing that our city that fancies itself a progressive role model stubbornly maintains if it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality when the music community unanimously is shouting, it's broke, said Stephen Kuhn, a horn player with the suburbs and other bands. Park board representatives said they simply do not have the money to pay musicians for the more than 200 shows offered in the Music in the Park series. In lieu of payment, they believe the featured acts can benefit from tip jars and exposure at these few public gigs. The board does... Uh, pay stage and audio technicians to work the shows, which it sees as another benefit to those making uh, making the music. Um, I work in an industry where, sure, a handful of people make some money. Handful. <laughs> the vast majority of people that work in this industry don't. And the reason why is because people love doing what we do. It's radio working and radio is a lot of fun and it's a good job and I like doing it. And so the trade-off is because I have been cursed with a a job that I love to do is that they you know you you, you know you don't get paid a lot and that's that's not a criticism I'm I'm very happy and content with what it is it's just that's the industry musicians are the same exact way musicians are in an, in an industry where there is just a tremendous amount of 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 people that take advantage of the fact that musicians love being musicians and they do and they, they they're good at it they try hard they practice they it's it's as a job like any job and it, it's you know and artists are the way i mean painters sculptors same thing you know i i've i've got friends who are artists who will paint a picture and they'll tell me that you know people are like well can i have that one for free it's like well first of all no that I mean that's 30 hours of work from me, you know, and uh, let alone the paint and, and, and the, the canvas and all this stuff, that's not free. But people think that the arts, for some reason, 
are a freebie zone. That's just the way it is. And I, I agree with them. I mean, if you want, if you want the good bands to come on out and pay, play, pay them. And you don't have to pay them a lot, but pay them something and then allow them to have their tip jar and allow them to sell their merch and keep the profits for that merch at the same time. Because I can tell you what, I think it's going to do more to get people into these parks to have big bands coming out and playing in these venues than it, than it does having, okay, I hear someone over there, I have no idea who it is, or not having anyone at all. Pay the musicians. They're, they're worth it. Native Roots Radio is up next. Have a great one. We are back on a Thursday. Till then, see ya.